Hi Church, welcome to the SCM podcast. We're a church playing our part in the evangelization of the nation, the revitalization of the church, and the transformation of society here in Norwich and Norfolk. Be sure to connect with us online at scn.org.uk or on social media at SCN Church. Enjoy. In 2015, I remember taking a risk that changed the trajectory of my life, that gave me, um, and that meant that I'm standing here today with you. I was ready to leave uni and I'd applied. You guys might be in this position at the moment, or this year I'd applied for my dream job and I'd managed to be successful in getting it. I was ready to take off to London dream pay, dream car, dream iPhone that was hopefully going to lead me to that dream woman. That's what you're thinking. But when I finally got my faith on track, I was volunteering with the youth team at the time. Anyone here on the youth team? Yes, youth team. We love the youth team. I was helping with the youth team and a youth pastor at the time asked me, she said, would you do an unpaid internship at the church? Would you do an unpaid? I said, no, there's no way. No, just like, that is the most stupid thing that anyone could ever do. I've got a career, I've got to get on with it, I've got things to do, I've got places to go, and that's, there's just no way. I remember heading to the beach a few weeks later, and I remember God saying to me quite clearly, do not worry about your career, I've got you. And that next week, my, the youth pastor there asked me again, would you do the internship? And I said yes. It was the most ridiculous decision for me at the time. Looking back, it was easy because of the journey that I've been on, but it was a hard one. What I want to propose today is that could being uncomfortable be the agony that is key to your destiny? that taking a risk could be the building block here to our rebuild. We're going to ask Sophie, my lovely wife, who's been smashing it tonight, to come up and read the Bible verse. So if you wanted to turn to Luke 4, um, if you have it on your phones or in your Bibles, or it will come up on the screens as well. Luke 4, 1 to 19, I think. We'll do that. Uh, Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. 
Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So here we have Jesus going into the desert, led by the Spirit of God to meet the devil. I think that's, first of all, just a really strange tussle that the, the, the Spirit of God would lead him into such a hard place. Jesus then goes to his hometown, and he's ready. He's, he's ready. He's had this big moment, and he's ready to, to tell them that the kingdom of God is for everyone. And he gets rejected. He then goes and heals some people later on and drives out some impure spirits and then he rests. What I want to look at, what I want to propose is that the rebuild here at STN, during it, we should pursue the uncomfortable individually and as a church, that we need to be people that go into battle with God's strength, God's unity, and God's courage. And like Jesus, we need to then retreat with purpose. Are we doing our earthly best, or are we heavenly blessed? We are looking at the word comfortable today. And like every millennial, I looked it up on Google. And this is what it came, what it came up with. It came up with comfortable is, comfortable's meaning is providing a physical ease and relaxation. And then I looked into the history of the word comfort. In French, the word comes from confort which means with strength. In the Battle of Hastings, which is when the French came over to fight the British in 1066, Bishop Odo com comforted his troops and, showed, and it showed him hitting a club. And there should be a picture coming up, if possible. Yes, here we go. We've got the bishop comforting his troops by hitting them with a club. Does that look anything like the idea of comfort you have in your mind? The title of the article said this, the comfort of the Holy Spirit is often like a kick up the backside. We should be heavenly blessed. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. John 14:26 says, but the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, 
from the Father will send, will send in my name. He will teach you all things. But why does the Holy Spirit also lead Jesus? Why does the Holy Spirit also lead us into the wilderness? Jesus came down from heaven to seek out and encourage people to do things that we would find very uncomfortable. But at the same time, he loves us. Could there be something that we need? Could there be something good for us in the uncomfortable? Could it be that God's comfort comforts us in a way that we don't expect? Could comfort mean the giving of strength, his strength, to send us out? To forget our wants, our needs, and find his blessing. When we lose ourselves, when we pick up our cross, when we die to ourselves. So why did Jesus have to start his life's work like this? Why did this moment have to happen? Because he started and finished in real discomfort. And most of the in-between bit was uncomfortable as well. And this moment seemed agonizing, painful, intolerable, and spiritually unmanageable to have that tussle with the devil. Could God want to use you in the very area that makes you uncomfortable? Could it be possible that the passion needed to be effective in that area could come from the uncomfortable? More than finances, more than money, we are driven by our personal experiences and encounters with God. I see this situation like a diamond being produced. If anyone um, is it a chemist that you need to know how to? It's probably a chemist, isn't it? Something like that. But if you're, if you're making a diamond, it needs to be 80 miles below the surface of the ground. It needs to be heated to 2,200 degrees. So it's hot. It's uncomfortable. And you need the pressure. You need lots of pressure to make a diamond. You need 246 cars stacked on top of each other on a one-inch square to make a diamond. You need lots of pressure, you need lots of heat. How are you under pressure? Could it be the place of your discomfort is the place where you are being formed? Send it with strength. My housemate always used to say to me, he always used to say, send it, send it. And I was like, what do you mean? Send it. And it was only recently that I urban dictionary send it. Okay? Used a lot in the Church of England. The urban dictionary is an amazing tool. And I found out recently that send it means to do something with confidence without overthinking it. Jesus sent it with strength. And we have that same heavenly blessing with us. And this is the promise for us. Go with strength, with heavenly comfort, with comfort that the Holy Spirit provides us. 
In Matthew 10, Jesus sends with strength his disciples out to heal the sick, raise the dead, and to drive out demons. Just an easy task. But he also says that actually you're going to do more than I've done. The only way we can do that is with the Spirit of God. In verse 9, it says, Do not take any gold or silver. He's speaking to his disciples, saying, he's sending them out, and he's saying, Do not take any gold or silver on your trip to, to heal people. Don't take any copper in your belts. No bag for your journey. No bag or extra shirt or sandals or staff, for the worker is worth his keep. The challenge that is given here by Jesus is that he sees the distraction of our physical ease in our life. He takes away the things that we think we can rely on, the the comfort in our life, the ease in our life, and he replaces it with the Spirit of God. Where in our lives could we be doing that as a church? Where could we be taking away the physical ease and replacing it with the Spirit of God? And now Jesus calls us to do something bold. He says in Mark 16, 15, He says to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And the Bible teaches us this. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of those who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Learn to do what is right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the case of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. Each of you should use whatever God has given you, the gifts you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in his various forms. See, the times when I feel most clouded by comfort, the times when I feel most clouded, when I feel most under pressure, when I feel that there's a battle raging in my mind, and when I have not found the pace of grace, the rhythm of rest, rebuilding and responding. Like Jesus did in this verse, he went away to the toughest place you could ever imagine. He came back, he went into his hometown, and then he did some amazing things and he retreated. He went to the Father and he prayed. He spent time away. And this rhythm of rest and repeat continues throughout the gospel. What rhythm do you have in your life at the moment? How can you rest and retreat in order to give out like Jesus and respond with comfort, with God's comfort, with the Holy Spirit?
is a great quote. I think it's coming up in the next slide, hopefully. We'll see. Jesus knew his limits well. Strange as it may seem, he knew what we conveniently forget. Time must be properly budgeted for the gathering of inner strength and resolve in order to compensate for one's weakness when spiritual warfare begins. What's your pattern of retreat and go? Where do you get strength from? We need to build this church on people that find the rhythm of strength for retreat and rest, not afraid to step out and be bold, sending it into the world with strength and thriving on a discomfort that is placed before us. We need to be formed like diamonds. Are you having issues? Are you having problems finding rhythm, the rhythm of rest and response? Are you feeling comfortable today? Would you like to be more dependent on the Spirit of God? I would love to give us an opportunity to respond if that's right. Yeah. And um, I haven't worked out how I'm going to do this, but I think I'm going to give us all an opportunity to be bold, to step out in courage, and to, to yeah, if, if anybody in this room would like the Lord to give them a rhythm of rest and response, or if you're feeling like you could be, put yourself in a more uncomfortable positions today, or want to be more obedient to the Spirit, then I'd like you to, to raise your hand now. If that is you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Great. Well, we would, it would be great to pray for you. And actually, I'm going to ask you to be even bolder. And ask you if you've raised your hand, would you would you come? Are they allowed to come to the front? Yeah, is that all right? Yeah, could you come to the front? That's a bold step, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you. Great. And and if you are willing and able to pray, if you have breath in you, then you can pray. Um, we're going to pray and I'm going to pray for you guys and then if anybody wants to pray then we can offer that out but yeah it's you Lord you're the only one we want here we welcome you here tonight